Happy Memorial Day weekend. I know that a lot of you are traveling, and I hope that uh, some of you might be tuning in online too. So if you are tuning in online, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, every Sunday is always a, a very exciting time because you don't know what is happening on Sunday. Like today, for example, uh, I have one of my oldest friends here, uh, Teddy and Fellis. Uh, so would you just welcome them too? Yeah. Uh, we've, we've known each other for more than 20 years now, almost 30 years. Uh, and we used to, uh, you know, go to college together, serve in this church as a college student. And now, uh, you know, we are talking about our children in college. Guys, can you, can you imagine? You know, we, we were both talking about where to go to college, how to graduate college, and now we are talking about our kids in college. That's, that's crazy. And also, we, we get to meet with new friends. Today, we meet with Aaron and Stephanie. This is their first time here. Would you just also welcome them? Yeah. Um, so I, I hope that you can come back next week. Um, I know that we are missing a lot of people this week because obviously, it's a long weekend. Everybody's traveling. Uh, before we begin today's sermon, I, I have a confession. I have a confession. You know, I, I, I hate waiting. You know, how many of you hate waiting? You know, I hate waiting, and I hate waiting even more after I made the reservation. You know, I made a reservation to, uh, for this restaurant, you know, at 6 p.m. Uh, I get there thinking that I made the reservation, so I have the right to get to, to my table by 6 p.m. because I made the reservation. And guess what? I, I went there, and the, the host told me, like, oh, yeah, your table will be ready in an hour then what's the point of making the reservation if I have to wait an additional one hour, right? So I hate waiting, and I hate waiting even more when I have the reservation, right? I don't know about you. Nowadays, waiting might, might not be bad because you always have your phone, right? You know, uh, you know, you can wait at the doctor's office. You can wait for the table. You can wait for your bus. That's okay because you can scroll. You can get updates. You can post your Instagram. You can make funny faces in TikTok. It's not that bad. Can you imagine when I was younger, and this is going to date, date me, okay? When I was younger, we don't have phone. We don't have cell phone. <gasps> so when I, you have to take the bus, when you have to wait, what, what do you do? At things around you. Because <laughs> obviously there is nothing for you to do. You just sit there and wait. You know, sometimes I have to take the bus to school, an hour bus, right? And you just... Look, look around you. You know, the problem with the society today is that we devalue waiting. Right? We devalue waiting because waiting is just, it sucks. It's not good. There is no value in waiting. You know, just yesterday, my son uh, broke his uh, headset and said, Dad, I need a new headset because, I, you know, I broke mine. I said, okay, well, where do you want to buy it? He said, buy it at Amazon because I can get it shipped at 2 p.m. that day. I was like, what? Yeah, and he was talking to me at about 9 a.m., 10 a.m. He said, yeah, look, Dad, I can buy it from Amazon and it will be shipped by 2 p.m. I'm like, oh, wow, that's amazing. How did Amazon even do it? It's, it's as if like somebody is waiting with the headset in the car and then once somebody press order and then they will just drive. It's amazing, right? So society today is devaluating waiting. Right? Okay, let's be honest. How many of you hate waiting? All right, okay, so I'm talking in the right room then, okay? But today, I want to share with you. The, this is going to be a two-part sermon. This week, I'm going to share the first part, and then next week, 
I'm going to share the second part. So the, the title of today's sermon is Waiting Time is Not Wasting Time. Come on. Waiting time is not wasting time. Okay? Because there is something that God wants to use during our waiting season. Next week, I'm going to share with you there are several phases or tasks or seasons of life that you have to go through in order for you to proceed to the next season of your life. And so waiting time is actually not being devalued, but actually there is value in waiting time, okay? So there are three things that the Lord spoke to me about waiting time. Number one is that we got to trust the process, right? We got to trust the process. Uh, I want to read to you in Habakkuk chapter 1. Let's, let's look in Habakkuk chapter 1. And this uh, actually speaks so similarly to, uh, to the experiences and to things that that I'm going to talk to you today, okay? I want you to take a look at verse 1 and verse 2 in Habakkuk chapter 1. He says, How long, Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. I'm going to do something in your days, and, and you skip to number, uh, verse 5. He says, I am going to do something in your days that you will not believe even if you were told. Have you ever heard people said, you know, I already prayed, Pastor. I prayed, but God did not answer me. Usually when you say that to me, I will respond to you in two ways. He says, number one, God always answers your prayer. The question is, how did he answer your prayer? Right? Number one is that God answers our prayer, but it will be according to his time, his purpose, and his will. And some people don't get that. They thought like, okay, God is not answering. No, God is answering your prayer, but it will be according to his time, to his will, and to his purpose. And sometimes his time, his will, and his purpose does not align with your will, your time, and your purpose. That's why when there is a misalignment, you think that God is not answering. Number two is that he answered your prayer, but it's not according to your expectation. How many of you feel that way? Right? How many of you feel that way? Okay, don't, don't feel guilty. Don't raise up your hand. It's okay. We'll have another ministry some other day because we want to have lunch after this. Okay? But, but sometimes that's what I felt too. I prayed to God. I cried out to God. And somehow the answer did not come. It's not that it did not come. It's just that it came different from what I expected God to answer my prayer. So there are three things that God wants me to share with you today. Number one is that trust the process. Trust the process. You know, when I was in, uh, uh, after I graduated college, I got a job with this small little company, very unknown Seattle local small company called Starbucks Coffee Company. Okay. Uh, obviously, I, I'm, I'm, I, I was from Eugene, Oregon. I graduated from the best university in the States, University of Oregon, Ducks. You know, I, I would get roasted whenever I say that here, okay? All the huskies are like drooling, you know, to eat me alive, okay? But when I graduated from University of Oregon, I got a job in Starbucks. I moved to Seattle. I was so happy because as, as you guys can tell, Starbucks is a very good company. You know, I, I don't know now, but at that time, it's a very exciting company. You know, I, I got my desk, very beautiful office during lunch in the headquarters. Sometimes they have live jazz music, just like in, in Starbucks coffee experience, you know, like you have jazz music, you eat lunch, you listen to jazz, there's people making 
cappuccino, frappuccino, you know, whatever you want. Sometimes there are uh, maybe like Russell Wilson. Will, of course, Russell Wilson wasn't there yet at that time. Uh, but there were like football stars, baseball stars that will come, you know, sign. It was so cool. And I was young, and this is so cool. But unfortunately, I couldn't get my H-1B visa, the work visa, to continue working for Starbucks. So I have to quickly switch gear and find another job uh, that will get me my H-1B visa sponsorship and, and hopefully my green card at that time. And, and I got a job. I got a job for a high-tech company in Seattle. Um, when they left me a message, I was so excited because I thought Microsoft uh, kind of want, wanted to have an interview. I said, whoa, Microsoft. So when I went there, it wasn't Microsoft. It's MicroStar. <laughs> my answering machine was kind of broke. So when they said, hi, this is uh, Loretta from Microsoft. I thought it's Microsoft. So to cut the long story short, I got accepted to this uh, company. It's called MicroStar, not Microsoft. <laughs> Uh, and the company is really micro. The lunchroom, instead of people playing jazz, is I heard this uh, cracking sound from the microwave. And the wall is all purely white, bright white. And the table is like a lousy table that when you sit, like, and I was sitting there and I'm like, God, what's going on? Why? Why do you put me in this sucky company you know so i wasn't very happy you know i wasn't very happy and to make things worse and i don't know if you relate to me to make things worse a, a few months later i found out that my best friend who's still working in starbucks just got a 20 percent raise and in addition to that somehow i found out his nominal income his yearly wage and that makes me even more unhappy because he got a 20% raise, he got this much income, and I got this micro income. I'm unhappy. I, it seems like life is not going anywhere. In addition to that, I broke up with my fiance. Makes me even worse. I said, God, this process sucks. I don't want to go through this process. Take me out of here. So a few of my friends said, you know, maybe you're unhappy because the company that you work with, it's just not that good. You know, maybe just uh, find another job. So I did. I sent out resume, like 10 resume a week, 100 resume a month. Like, guess how many interviews? I got busy. I get zero interview. Not for weeks. I got zero interview for years. And that makes me even worse. Because my dignity, my self-esteem, down. I said, what happened to me? Like, is, am I not worth it? Like, not even give me just one interview. Just one. I don't need you to accept me now. Just give me an interview. I just want to prove that at least you consider me. But no interview for years. I keep praying to God, God, do something. Do something. I'm, I'm so unhappy in this job. My pay is so micro. The, the business is not doing well too at that time. So my, my boss said, hey, you know what, Irwan? Um, can you tell the employees, uh, because I'm the operations manager for the company, so can you tell the employees that in order to not lay off anybody in this company, everybody get 20% pay cut. And the bad news is, uh, the good news, uh, the bad news is, you are going to tell all the employees. 
one by one. Yeah. And so, can you imagine? I'm not even the boss, and I have to tell every, the, sen- the VP, the senior manager, the engineer, everybody. Everybody hate me. And then that stupid friend in Starbucks, he got another 5% raise. Well, I got a 20% pay reduction. I prayed to God, God, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Something is wrong here, you know. But to cut the long story short, I stayed there for 10 years. Okay, no interview for 10 years. No job offer for 10 years. Now you put yourself in my shoes. What would you think? What, what is in your mind? I was so defeated. My, my, my dignity is like, I have no more dignity. Like you have low dignity. No, no, no. I wish I have a low dignity. I have no dignity. I have no esteem. Not low self-esteem. I have no esteem. Okay, I'm done. Okay? But now, I left the company almost 20 years ago. Okay? Now here, looking back, I understand God's process. Because in that company, actually, my boss was trying to teach me how to run a business. I deal with the employee. I deal with manufacturing. I deal with supply chain, I deal with sales, I deal with accounting, I deal with everything except for development. So actually, God knows because He called me to be an entrepreneur. He called me to be a business owner. And then in that 10 years, actually God is training, was training me to know it all. I managed cash flow when, when the company was not doing well. We did a, pri- we did a salary reduction. I, I have to talk to a funding group uh, to give us some funding to go through the storm. I have to sell our account receivable in order to get funding. All these things, I learned it in that 10 years. Trust the process. Even though during the process, it might not make sense to you, but when you are being put into that process by God, God has a purpose for that process. There is a price for waiting for that process. Right? There is a value to that. Okay, and let me tell you a secret. There is an even greater value in staying in that company for 10 years. I found my beautiful wife in that company. Come on, guys. God is good. Yeah. So now looking back, of course, of course, when you are going through the process, it's not easy to say that, oh, it's good. God is good. God is going to do something great. Of course. No, 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 no. That's why I tell you, trust the process, just wait for it, see the value of the process, and just be patient and be faithful in the process. Because you cannot pass through the process. Because I believe if I were to move to another company, I was, I wasn't going, I'm not going to be ready to open my own business. My boss at that time said, hey, you know what, Irwan, and this is like, maybe I worked there for three years, you know, my third, fourth year. My boss said, you know what, Iran? I can see you. I can see you to be a businessman one day. Oh, my boss, who wasn't a Christian, prophetically said that to me. He said, one day, you're going to be a businessman, and you're going to be a successful businessman. I said, oh, thank you. He said, I know I'm not going to be able to keep you for long, but I just want you to know you are going to be a businessman. And I stayed there for 10 years. Okay? And I wasn't happy, guys. For 10 years, even though I, I found Kelsey, in that company, yeah, there's some happy moment, 
when Kelsey arrived, uh, there is some moment that I can tolerate that company because I get to see I get to see my wife. You know, sometimes we cross in the in the lunch room like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is this is how this is what makes me wake up in the morning. <laughs> but I wasn't happy, and you can ask Kelsey. I wasn't happy. Still, I wasn't happy. So Kelsey said, you know what? How about you just keep looking for job? You're just not happy. You just don't want to wake up. You know. I got married to Kelsey by that time, and I still don't, didn't get a job. I still didn't get an interview, even after I married Kelsey. A couple years later, after I married Kelsey, I finally got one interview. Okay, and this is very monumental for me too, because only one interview and one job offer. Okay, by another small company called T-Mobile. Okay, so good pay, good, uh, good position and everything. I told my boss, see you guys. Thank you so much for the past 10 years. I learned so much. Bye. You know. So I moved to T-Mobile. Literally, the first day I sit in my desk, I was like, I knew it. This wasn't for me. Corporate job wasn't for me. Eight to five job wasn't for me. I sat there. I'm like, I wasn't happy. I went back. I complained to Kelsey. And Kelsey's like, so what do you want? <laughs> you pray God gave you the job. You pray you got the expect expected salary. You know, you get whatever you prayed for. So what do you want? Why are you still not happy? I said, I don't know. I'm struggling here. I'm still not happy. I can't find the, the passion in me. I, I just don't want to wake up to go to turn on my PC, wait it to load, read my email, drink my coffee, and then wait for lunch, lunch, and then sleepily working through till 4 p.m. Then the next day, like that again, I said, I can't. I'm dying. I told my wife, I'm dying. I can't. So the third day or fourth day, I told my boss in T-Mobile after four days of work, I said, I'm sending in my resignation. And they're like, what? Are you serious? Are you kidding me? It's like, yeah. It's like, what? What happened? The package not good enough? Is it you want more salary? You want more? I said, I, I, I don't know. I said, I need to pursue my passion. I don't know. I said, how about this? How about you gave me the same salary? I'm negotiating here, guys. I said, how about you gave me the same package but allow me to work three days only. So that the other two days, I can start my business, basically. I said, oh, I don't think I can do that. You know, I can increase your pay, but I can't repackage your days. So I said, in that case, Friday will be my last day. I quit. And I start my business the next day. And I have the knowledge, not from T-Mobile, not from Starbucks. I got the knowledge from that company that I hated for 10 years. Trust the process, guys. Come on. Number two, number two is trust the person. The trust the person of Jesus. Sometimes our life circumstances might not look good, might not feel good, might not uh, seems good, but you got to trust the character of our God. Because when God puts you in that, in that season of life, in that waiting season, He has a good purpose for you. Trust the person. You know, it says this uh, in Psalm 103, Psalm 103, verse 5. He says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in His word, I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. When you are waiting, in, in that waiting season, I think that is a great opportunity for you to get to know the character of God. 
So people ask me, how do I know the character of God in my wedding season? You know, in wedding season, it is always the best time to get into the Word of God. Always. Wedding season is the perfect time for you to wait and read the Word of God. Because by reading the Bible, by reading the Word, I know it sounds so cliche, like, ah, pastor always say reading the Word, but this is my life. You know, in that wedding season, I get to know God more through the reading of the Word. So people ask me, so pastor, where should I start? The Bible is so many pages, so many. So I said, you know, in that waiting season, I want you to start reading from the book of Psalms. Once you finish the book of Psalms, continue in the books of Proverbs. Because those two books, the, the Psalm part, it teaches you character, teaches you how to wait, how to go through turmoil in your life. And then the Proverbs part gives you wisdom. Perfect. During waiting season, dive yourself in the book of Psalm, right? After you finish the book of Psalm, continue in the book of Proverbs. It will give you the wisdom and the knowledge of God that you need. Sometimes while you wait, it, it is the time that you trust God's plan for your life. I know, I know. Like for me, it's hard for me to trust God's plan because I just don't know what's God's plan. I just know that my circumstances today, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm dying. I'm really dying. I just don't have the passion. Okay, but that is the moment for you to just lean in and say, you know what, God, I don't understand, but I trust your character. I trust that you are a good God. Whatever you're trying to maneuver, whatever season and, and uh, a storm that I'm going through, I'm going to declare it, Lord. I'm going to trust your character. I'm going to trust because you are a good God, that you are a consistent God. The, the song says that, he never changed in any season. He is the same in every season. So he is the rock of my storm. He is the anchor of my soul. And declare it to the Lord. Come on. Declare it in your, in your bedroom when you are crying out. You know, I was crying out, man. I was crying out because I was so unhappy. I, I really don't want to live tomorrow. It's like I wake up again, doing the same sequence again. I was like, I can't, Lord. I can't go through this. But I trust you, God. I trust you. I don't know what's going to happen to my life. I trust you because you are a good God. You are consistent. You are anchored. You are firm foundation. Declare it over, over God. Because in Isaiah 59, God says, For as heaven uh, is higher than on earth, so my ways, God's ways, are higher than your ways. And my thoughts, higher than your thoughts. God knows you. Do you know that God is already in your tomorrow? You know, I, I post this in my Instagram. It's that I may not know about my tomorrow, but I know who is in my tomorrow. Trust the person. Number three is trust the product. Trust the product. Okay, let's see. Going back to my story, uh, what is the outcome that I was expecting at that time? I was expecting, of course, I get interviews by Microsoft, by Amazon, by all these famous companies. I, I, I was expecting that I will get much better pay, much better position, you know, because I had quite a robust experience by then. I know a lot of business uh, departments. I, I understand how to manage cash flow. I was in, involved in finance. I was involved in manufacturing. I should have a job. That's my expectation. When I release 10 resumes, I expect at least one interview per week. But what happened? No interview. No job offer. Right? 
In the end, I got a job offer from T-Mobile. I don't like it. I didn't like that. Sometimes it's like that. When the product or the end result is not equal to what you have dreamed of and your expectation, you became disappointed. And the first thing that you do is you leave God. You blame God. You curse at God. Right? But actually, the end result is exactly according to what God has planned. So if I look back again 30 years, okay, I, I'm sorry, I know I'm talking a lot about me, but this is truly my, my passion because this speaks to my life. Now, looking back, okay, 30 years, I have my beautiful wife next to me. I did not know that she was a part of that story. You guys know that? I, I never imagined there is this person that will be a part of my products. But yet, God put me there for 10 years to ask me to wait. Wait, because I'm going to send somebody. She's still in UDAP. <laughs> she hasn't graduated yet. You wait. Wait. Okay, and again, you know, as a man, a young man, uh, of course, I need my girlfriend. You know, I, I tried. I tried to pursue some girls, and, and it just doesn't work out for me. You know, because uh, I, I want a girl that can align with the vision that God has set for me. That means this girl need to be able not to tolerate me being a pastor, but this girl need to support me being a pastor. So the girl that I was introduced, like, mm, mm, no, you know, this girl, uh, we joined the care group, and then we came home, she kind of jealous because uh, people are listening to me. Yeah, because I was sharing. <laughs> You're supposed to listen to me. Why are you so mad? <laughs> you should be mad if they're not listening to me. But I said, mm, no, no, no. I can't do this. I can't be preaching on Sunday and come home fighting with my wife. I can't. Okay? In that moment, God says, wait. Because that person is still in Udab. He needs to graduate first. Okay? This is amazing, right? This whole story. Yeah, you are one piece of the story, but... Can you imagine there is another piece of the story, a journey of Kelsey, right? Graduating from UW, trying to look for a job as a chemical engineering in a high-tech company. Doesn't make sense. She doesn't even know anything about computer. Our company is purely computer. She's chemistry, chemical, right? What's that got to do with my company? I don't know. Somehow, she put that resume and she got a job at my company. And at that moment too, uh, she was struggling with her faith. And then 2001 hit, you know, the whole U.S. Uh, atmosphere collapsed. And then she found God in 2001, uh, September 17, or what, one week after September 11 incident. She found God and she recommitted herself. And then after that, then I met with her. So the journey, sometimes we don't know. We're just one piece of the story. God has another piece of the story behind here. You know, so if you are waiting for your girlfriend, boys, Wait lah, wait, okay? The singlish words say wait. Because that girl might be underage today. Just wait. Just trust the product. And I really appreciate I really appreciate Kelsey because when she come along into my life, not only she not argue with me, not only she tolerate me, she actually propel me. 
She propelled me into my ministry. She gave me the confidence because she always said, you can do it. You know, sometimes I said, I don't think I can. This is like too much. You know, when I took over this church, I was like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. I can't do it. And she said, if God says you can, you can. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> the wife, the, 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 the father, the husband is the head of the family. But the wife is the neck of the family. So when you say yes, no, it's controlled by the neck. <laughs> you want to go to the west, but if the, the neck says go to the east, you go to the east. Follow that. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. But she's amazing. She's amazing because then in the end, she became the product of my wedding season. And today, I have a successful business. It was the product of my wedding season. Today, I'm a family man because of my wedding season. Today, I became a husband that understands the value of my wife because of my wedding season. Now, in that wedding season, I tell you, man, it was rough. I was a young pastor at the time, single young pastor. That was hard, okay? I wasn't called like a Paul, you know, to be, to be a single person. No, I know in my heart that I need to be married. I need a wife, you know, but nothing happened. You know, all the girls that are being introduced, some of them are introduced by my pastor's wife, by my pastor. It doesn't work. It doesn't mean that this is a bad girl. It just doesn't work, doesn't align with me. But I learned it in that wedding season. I wish everyone can see that. That because if you shortcut that wedding season and you just go with anybody, you might regret it. Because it might... I'm not saying that you will have a failed marriage. I'm just going to say that it's going to take harder for you to align. Okay? And thankfully, I don't need that alignment period. Because in that waiting season, somehow, God is aligning her. Isn't that beautiful? Right? When Adam was introduced to Eve, how did Adam get, interviewed, uh, uh, get introduced to Eve? Is God asked the man to sleep. So, man... Because when the time comes, God is going to present to you here the, the woman of your vision, the woman of my purpose, and the woman of my will here. And then it's so good. Adam just like, wake up, Adam. And then wake, Adam wake up like, oh, whoa, man. And that's why woman got its name. From Adam being so amazed by this beautiful being that God created according to his purpose, his will, and his timing. So you, when you meet with your future wife, when you look at her, do you value her? Or do you just see a piece of meat that you're trying to take advantage? Right? I'm touching buttons now. Let's go back, okay? Romans 8.28. I'm done, I'm done. That's why I'm, I'm done, okay? Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28, he says, we know, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. I want you, if you have your Bible, I want you to underline the word all things. Sometimes one thing in your life might not be good. Two things in your life might not be good. But in all things, it will be good. So if you are going through things that are not good today, that's not God's punishing you. That's not God cursing you. It's just part of the process of waiting. Because when you look back 30 years from now, Hopefully less, but like me, 30 years from now, I said, wow, in all things, 
it turns out that God is good to me. Okay? And who have been called according to his purpose. So what you learn from this season will equip you for the next season. Don't ever take the shortcuts because you might miss this, the value of that particular opportunity. Let's all stand. I'm, I'm so touched when God gave me this, this, uh, this sermon today because it is talking about me, about my life. And I shared this with you because, you know, my life wasn't that smooth either, you know. My life had a lot of challenges, especially when I was younger. I came from a very broken background, as you guys know. Maybe next time I'll share more story about my background. I came from, you know, a member, gang membership. I came from, you know, a lot of addiction. I, I came without my parents. And, and there's a lot of turmoil in my life, I, I, I would say. So today when I see some of this young generation here that have turmoil, I relate with you because I had that turmoil in my life too. You know, even in my adult life, even in my working life, I wasn't that happy. I was struggling. Man, every time I think about myself, you know, at 6 a.m. in the morning driving in the dark, especially in Seattle, you know, 6 a.m. you drive in the dark, I can tell you my routine. I will key in the, the door. The first thing I do, I will go up to my office, turn on the computer because it takes minutes to boot. I will go down to the cafeteria, make coffee because I'm usually the first one there. So I make the coffee for the whole company. I will wait for the coffee. I will do my coffee. I will go up, turn, lock in my computer, check my email, answer it one by one, one by one. And then my boss come, we'll have a meeting and then we'll have another meeting and then finish up my work and then doing things. And then 4 p.m. I'll drive back to work in the dark. Come back to work in the dark, go home in the dark. So depressing. Today, my life, I wake up, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Because my client might be calling, freaking out, something happened in their house. Or it will be a very productive day because I want a contract. Or I wake up, I don't win anything, I lost everything. But I tell you, I love waking up because I'm finally sitting in where God put me in my passion. But 10 years of waiting period, 10 years of waiting period, but trust the process during that period. Trust the person of Jesus. Trust the character of our God. Use that waiting season to dive deep into the Word of God. Read Him, understand Him, know Him, so that when, when you come out from that waiting season, you know that's not you. That is Him. That is God that is taking you from places to places. And then trust the product, even though the product might not meet your expectation. Because God is not in the business of meeting your expectation. God is in the, in the business of exceeding His expectation. Because He knows well. Because in all things, it works together for good. Because God is in your tomorrow. You don't know your tomorrow, but He is already in your tomorrow. So today I want to pray for you. If you are in that waiting season, you might not want to wake up tomorrow. You might have lost your passion. Or whatever that you are going through, this waiting season is hard. I understand. Because
because every wedding season is not easy it's hard and trust the process even though the process might not make sense why god you have to take me this route why god i have to feel this way why god i have to take care of this yes i understand the process might not make sense but the process was necessary to build for what is to come trust the product even though the product might not meet your expectation but it's definitely exceed god's expectation i want to pray for you can i do you have can i have the worship team to come forward for you, my purpose for you is to prosper. Prosper doesn't mean necessarily money. Prosper means your soul prosper. Your family prosper. Your relationship prosper. Your business prosper. Everything prosper. Your whole being. And then last week uh, during prayer meeting, I was saying like when you have a physical medical emergency, dial spiritual emergency dial 33 Jeremiah 33 verse 11 call upon me and I will tell you I will tell you things that you will not even perceive dial 333 Jeremiah 33 let's let's uh, let's, uh, let's worship him and then after that I want to pray for you especially for you who are in the waiting season for you who are struggling in this waiting season let's pray for you okay yes lord hallelujah lord oh my lord you have been faithful
Jesus, financial breakthrough. To those of them who are waiting for a job, a job opening for interview, I pray, Father God, that you will position them in the job according to your purpose, according to your will, because they will be a blessing to wherever they are placed at. To those of them, Father God, who have been waiting for the return of their children, 
the return of their spouse or whatever family condition that they are waiting. I pray that there will be restoration in the name of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit is working right now. He is working so beautifully in every person's life. To those who are waiting for their visa, whether it is a H-1B, whether it is a green card, whether it is an asylum, whatever uh, visa that they are going through. Father God, I pray that you will, your favor be upon it. If this is according to your will, you will reposition everything and align everything, Father God, so that that visa will be approved soon in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord, for your kindness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Oh, you are such an awesome God. Let's all lift our hands, would you? Father God, thank you so much. I pray and speak blessing over all of our congregation, whether they are here in person or they are all traveling all over the place. May the blessing of the Lord be upon you and the countenance of the Son, Jesus Christ, shine upon you and the strength and the power that is within each and every one of you through the Holy Spirit be with you from today till eternity, till the second coming of Christ. And in Jesus' mighty name we pray. All God's people said, have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. Thank you.